Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. And today we're going to be asking each other a series of random questions. In part, (laughs) in part because I wanted to do something fun, but also because Derek and I a couple weekends ago had a few friends over in the backyard for a backyard hangout where everybody has their own chair spread six feet apart. And it was the first time we'd ever had multiple people over at one time. And we were both so nervous (laughs) and excited, nervous, almost more than excited. It was almost as if we completely lost our ability to, I don't know, socially socially interact. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What does it mean to have this many people over, you know? And it wasn't just nerves about the pandemic or anything like that. It was more socially. Yeah. What will this be like to have this many people over? You felt awkward. Exactly. So we could call this a show about conversation starters, sort of. Although I don't know if the kinds of questions we're going to ask each other are ones we would actually ask other people. Yeah, I don't know. I think these are more questions. I think these questions are more fun to ask someone that you know pretty well, Mm -hmm. but that you don't know things like these are I think at least the questions I came up with most of them are questions that you wouldn't know about even a friend okay I mean yes you could still ask them totally on a first date or but I think it's more fun to ask with a, with a close friend you already know all the other random stuff whereas when you're on a first date you know do you have any brothers or sisters you know yeah. like what's your job what did you study in school so you know I mean those are questions that you would ask someone that you truly don't know at all whereas these questions I think are great because you might know someone extremely well but not know the answers to these questions. It'll be interesting to see the contrast. I didn't write down tons. I just wrote down a few. I wrote down maybe seven, eight. Wow, that's a lot. But I mean, well, I just wrote down... I'll keep my answers to a minimum. No, I just wrote down everything I could think of. I don't have to get to them all. Okay. Okay. Yeah, my author friend, Robert Fulgham, used to, and probably still does, used to carry around a list of unusual questions in his wallet. So that if he was ever at a dinner party and there was a lag of conversation, he could, he could pull it out. Pull out something that was like a really, really interesting topic of conversation. That's or brilliant. he would just hand the list to somebody and say, you pick. <laughs> you pick. What one of these questions do you want to talk about? You know, just one quick other aside that is as brilliant as that. If you're ever planning a wedding, this is brilliant. And I saw this when I was planning my wedding. It was like some little suggestion and I didn't do it. But I thought it would be so great if you're doing a wedding where there's place cards. It has to be that. You have to have place cards. You have like the menu or whatever else you have there. Whoever came up with this idea had like a little piece of paper. Maybe it was the other side of the menu. And it had an arrow pointing to the right and an arrow pointing to the left. And it said something unusual and interesting about the people that were sitting next to you. Mm. That's cool. So it's like the person on your right, you know, teaches skydiving. The person on your left once spent a year living in a cave, you know. I mean, what I thought you were going to say was it had like one arrow pointing to the guy at the left and it would be like, ask this guy this weird question. <laughs> <laughs> that might be even better. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, do you want to start with one of yours or do you want? And I hope you you listening play along with this. Answer the question in your head, of course. Or you might, hey, you might be listening with a friend. Probably not, but write down the good ones. Yeah, you can, <laughs> yeah. You can ask close friends or your spouse, etc. at another time. So, no, why don't you go first since it was your idea? Okay. I feel like this one I may have asked you at one time before, but I'm going to ask <laughs> it anyway. 
What is something you know about that no one would suspect that you know about? Any kind of topic or or entertainment or thing. Not like a secret that I know about somebody. No, no, just, just like a, <laughs> a, a weird, random bit of knowledge that you know a lot about. But if I met you, I wouldn't think, no, Tiffany's a big sports expert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a surprise to myself. Although there was a short period when I knew all the Red Sox players and their numbers, but that was a blip in my life. Obviously, it would surprise no one that I know a lot about Rome. Right. It would surprise no one that I know a lot about music. Right. I don't know that I have interest outside of those things, Katie. Um, and I'm sure I do. I'm blanking. Oh, well, I mean, I, I've read a lot of Agatha Christie. A lot. But that's not really the That's not really. Here, okay, I have done a lot of reading on the French Revolution, hmm. actually. Not, not a huge amount. I'm not a scholar by any means of the imagination. And I definitely don't know enough as much about it as I know about some parts of Roman history. But as a child, I was kind of obsessed with the French Revolution. And I did read several nonfiction and historical fiction books about it. So I suppose that's, that's what's popping to my head. There's probably something else in there, some random... Some random, something random, but that's what's coming to mind. You'll think of it as you go to bed tonight. Yes. Okay, your, your turn. Okay. What is something that you would love to do, but you're too scared to do it? Boy, that's hard. Uh, <laughs> that I would love to do, but I'm too scared to do it. I would love to do it. Hmm. You would do it if you, if you weren't so scared. <laughs> that's a hard one. I mean, and it doesn't have to be something that you're scared of, like physically. It could be just something that you're that just scares you in a professional sense or anything, or personal sense. Boy, I cannot think of anything because, like, the things that I would be really afraid of, I don't want to do. That's good. That must mean you're brave. Well, why don't you want to do them though? Because you're scared, right? I mean, to me, the thing that comes to my mind is skydiving. I've always wanted to go skydiving. Well, that's what popped into my head too, but I just don't know that I'd actually want to go skydiving. See, I I know that I would like to. I really want to experience it, but I know also that I would be so scared that I don't know that it would be worth it. Well, I just know how my body feels at heights. <laughs> but that's the thing. You're taking all the fear away. You won't be afraid. Oh. You won't you'll only get to like have the exhilaration of it or whatever the good the good part of it is. Well, okay, if it was only the good part and there's no danger, then I would like to scuba dive a shipwreck. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that would be amazing. But I will never have the technical skills to be able to do that. Never say never. But I mean, to, to be skilled enough to be able to go inside the ship, I think is what I'm talking about. Because obviously you could scuba dive around a ship. Oh. Yeah. But being able to go into the internal rooms and stuff, that's where it gets really dangerous. That would be... Yeah, that would be scary. So I'll say that, <laughs> for lack of a better answer. That's interesting. That's good. I like it. It's much more interesting than skydiving. Okay, if you had to get a tattoo <gasps> right now, <gasps> what would you get? <laughs> Don't horrify me. <laughs> if I had to get a tattoo, I would probably get a very short quote. Mm. Or like a Latin expression, like a Latin motto. I have a Latin motto that I've chosen as my personal motto, which is dum spiro spero, which means while I breathe, I hope. Mm. It's very short. I don't think I would get a symbol. Like I love the idea of like a Sanskrit symbol or a Japanese character, but I don't have enough connection to that to do that. Mm -hmm. I can't think of anything 
that I would get a picture of, like a heart or a butterfly. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't go there. So yeah, I'd probably go with the, uh, the Latin motto or a very, very short quote that I love. Very nice. <laughs> Have you ever, ever even thought of getting a tattoo? Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't, I couldn't, I, I couldn't, and it's not about the pain. I couldn't bear to have something foreign on my body that I couldn't take off. Mm-hmm. It just gives me the creeps. It, I don't mind it on other people, but like if I had something that just was there all the time, I couldn't handle it. <laughs> no matter how beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Your turn. All right. So if you could, okay, this is a two part question. You can choose. I'm not going to ask this as two separate questions, so you can choose which one you'd rather answer. Okay. You can meet any dead person or any fictional character. Mm. I mean, you you can answer both if you want. Let's go for both. I want to hear yours too. Okay. Maybe I should just go with the first people that pop into mind. Maybe. The fictional one is harder, I feel. The first person that popped into mind that I'd like to meet that was a real person when I really think about this more, I'm going to think was not the right choice. (laughs) Um, But the first person that popped into my mind is that I'd love to meet James Cagney, the old golden age of Hollywood actor. I don't know. I've loved him for a really long time. Not in a, you know, sexual way or I'm so attracted to him. I've always just really liked him as a figure and I would love to know what he was actually like in person. So, but... Fictional people. So many fictional people, actually, you wouldn't want to meet. Do you ever notice that? Well, true. <laughs> There's so true. many that you'd think. Miss Havisham? Yeah, that's a really interesting person to read about. But boy, I'm glad that person's not in my day-to-day life. Um, I'd like to meet the kids in the mixed-up files of Mrs. Baisley Frankweiler. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that book. Oh, such a good that's book. That's a book about two kids that run away from home and spend the night in the New York Metropolitan Museum. Is that right? The Met- they spend more than a night there. They like live there. They, they move in. I think they spend like a month there or something. And I don't know if I'd want to just meet them or have lived that experience. <laughs> I think that might be more what it is. <laughs> Probably the second. <laughs> Probably more the second. Yeah, because meeting them, they'd be like, oh, two normal kids. All right. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay, how about you? You know, I wrote this question for you, but I didn't really think of what I would answer. Um, you know, when I think about a dead person that I'd like to meet, I usually think about some like w- amazing woman from the past. Maybe not as grand as Cleopatra, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but some, some woman who was a powerhouse, I don't know, Queen Victoria, Queen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a queen, but... Couldn't hurt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Someone who was just totally out of her time that, you know, existed in a world where women generally didn't have power at that time. So maybe maybe Queen Elizabeth mm-hmm. or Cleopatra. Sure, why not? Maybe Marie Antoinette a little bit less, even though I do love the French Revolution, but she's a little bit less of a fascinating character to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, probably when I was younger, I would have wanted to meet her. Fictional character... Um, it's so hard. I don't know, maybe Mr. Darcy. Oh, yes. Very um, Especially if he's available still. Yes. Well, he wouldn't have liked me because, you know, clearly his only love is Elizabeth Bennet. So mm-hmm. he would have probably thought I was insufferable or something. <laughs> but uh, but I, I might like to meet him or, 
Oh gosh, there's so many, there's so many great ones. I can't even pick one. Well, we can leave it with Mr. Darcy. Yeah, Mr. Darcy. We're thinking off the top of our heads here. Yeah. Okay, here's another one for you, which I actually think I can think of multiple answers for this one since I've known you for so long, which is why I'm asking because I'm curious about what you would pick. Okay. What were you obsessed with as a kid that you're not so much obsessed with now? Well, okay, age. Can you give me an age range? Because nope. I went through a lot of obsessions. No, nope. I just want to see which one you're going to pick. Um, ballet. Oh, ballet. I was obsessed with ballet. I mean, when I was a really little kid, I was obsessed with ballet. Like from two to, I don't know, eight. My mom had to buy me ballet clothes. I wasn't even old enough to take ballet lessons yet, but my sister took them. And she had to buy me ballet clothes and and ballet slippers, and the slippers were too big for me. They were the smallest size they made. I still have them, <laughs> and they were too big for me. I ha- I remember looking at pictures when I was like a teenager in the picture albums of when I was like two, three, four years old, and I was like, Mom, wh- why am I dressed in ballet clothes in all of these pictures? Like, did you only take pictures of me when like on the day that I was going to ballet class? And she's like, no, you dressed like that for two years. That's all you wore. <laughs> you only wore ballet clothes for two years. Oh, that's cute. I could totally picture that. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even mean like tutus. I wasn't prancing around in a tutu. I had just the leotard tights and the ballet slippers. And there's even a picture of me like in my nightgown. And you can see the tights and the ballet slippers <laughs> underneath my nightgown. <laughs> I was hardcore. Oh, that's great. Well, what were you thinking of? Were you thinking of something more, more recent? I mean, you knew me when I was an older kid, so. Yeah, I mean, I met you in middle school. I was thinking the most obvious choice, at least for me, is the color purple. Oh, God. Because I don't think you wore a different color through all of middle school. No, no, that's not true. I have a picture, you can post it, of you in full-on purple. Everything was purple. The pants, the shirt. The whole, the whole thing. Yeah, but I didn't dress like that every day. I had normal clothes too. I know, but I feel like you were always wearing something purple. I was very obsessed with purple as, as a 14-year-old. Yeah. Yes. Big time. It was your signature color. That's funny. I kind of forgot about that because <laughs> <laughs> it's not one of my favorite colors anymore. Well, you got over it. You just obsessed in it for a yeah. while and moved on. I was obsessed. But the thing about it is like anybody who's obsessed with a color... They're obsessed with purple. Mm. It's a weird thing. The purple people are like the people who are obsessed. You know, if you love red, you know, you're not obsessed with it. You just love it. Mm. If you love pink, you just love pink. But if you love purple, you're obsessed. Why? I don't know. But there was a whole entire store of purple stuff. Yeah, I know. I remember. There could be no other store with any other color besides purple. It would never exist. Hmm. I don't think. That's interesting. Support for The Bittersweet Life comes from our listeners. We depend on you to pay for the enjoyment that you get listening to this show. For all the ideas you've gained, all the great authors you've spent time with, for the intimate adventure that we're on. This show isn't free. It comes with monthly costs for us and weekly time commitments that are as encompassing as a part-time job. If you love it, please pay for it. My thanks this week to our patrons at patreon.com. Your monthly commitment to us means extra episodes for you. Check it out. There's a link in the show notes. And a huge thank you to those of you who donate one time or monthly through PayPal using the donate button at our website. For monthly donors of $10 or more on PayPal, I will soon be getting you extra content as well. Thank you so much, especially some of you who have been with us since nearly the beginning. This week, I want to thank 
my sister, my sister Sarah, for becoming not only our 50th contributor on Patreon, but for becoming our biggest supporter on Patreon. Really nice to have family in your corner. Thanks. Love the show? You listen free, that's true. But if you have the means, say thank you for all you've gained by listening, even if it was just a smile or a laugh. There are links in the show notes. Now, on with the show. Anyway, moving on. Um, okay, so what is, what is something that everyone, quote unquote everyone, most people think is essential that you could easily live without? I think is essential that I could easily live without. Essential. I don't mean like oxygen, Katie. I mean like, <laughs> I mean like a cell phone, oh. TV, or a car. Yes. Well, thanks for making that easier for me. A television, certainly. <laughs> um, I was thinking more in the like clothes realm, or you know, but but no, uh, TV I could live without. Yeah, but like that means you can't watch any TV shows even on your computer. Yeah, that would be all right. I think that'd be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'd have to try it. For a while and see if I just went insane. But to be honest, I I have a really, as an adult, I have a hard time staying awake when I'm sitting in front of a television now. Mm-hmm. I So obviously it bores me in some way, you know, yeah. because I, I, I've i always used the television uh, when I was back workaday stiff, working really early hours and getting off kind of early. I always would use the television to take a nap in the afternoon. Huh. And I've just sort of trained myself to sleep during it, especially if I watch over an hour of it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can live without that. I was trying to think of something more clever, though. Like, I don't know. But I was thinking of things like jewelry and stuff. None of that's essential, though. No. (laughs) I think, yeah. Things that people think like, oh, I couldn't live without my cell phone. I could live without makeup, which some women consider essential. Yeah, some women. I'm like most people, the majority of people on earth would say social media is essential. Whereas actually that's, you know, a lot of people aren't on social media at all. Yes, I could also do without social media, but I think that that would just help us personally, all of us, if we had no social media. Yeah, probably. Um, Okay, here's one for you. This is actually the last one for you that I've written down. Okay, I still have about three. I can come up with more, but okay. What is the most overhyped place that you've ever visited? Overhyped? Mm-hmm. So like like overrated? Yep. Like a place that did not live up to... What you were thinking. Yeah. What I was thinking. That's a good one. Um, most overhyped place. I want to say the Taj Mahal, but I actually really loved the Taj Mahal, despite being assaulted there. Yeah, let's go, go back, back to, to episode, episode 13. 13. <laughs> I think it's 13. Is that? No, episode 10. It's episode 10. I can't remember. I know that because listener Paul just wrote to us and said he was trying to get through episode 10 with like a gritty face, you know? Uh. <laughs> and so that's how I know that that's... So I just looked it up to be like, which one's episode 10? <laughs> oh, yeah. The assault episodes. Right. Right. Sorry about that, Paul. I don't know. I mean, y- y- are you thinking of a town or of like a-, a site? It could be anything. It could be like a location. It could be a country. It could be a theme park it could be whatever you want it could be a restaurant the most overhyped place you've ever ever visited that's a hard question i don't know that i have an answer for you um you know me i like most places mm-hmm. <laughs> i like most things what's the most overhyped thing in rome would you say the boca de la verita the mouth of truth right 
I mean, I went with Aurelio last month because there was nobody there. And I was like, we got to go because there's nobody there. (laughs) There was no line. You know, there's usually like a line around the block. And it's just to like put your hand in this big ancient manhole thing, manhole cover, and uh, take a picture. And I was like, let's do this. And And it was great because there was nobody there. But so many people wait in line as if you're waiting in line to get into the Taj Mahal. You know, something that is truly worth seeing. And it's just such a, such a no biggie. You have so many things to see in Rome. And you really have to pick and choose when you go to Rome. Like, what do we really have time for? And to spend your time, to waste your time in line at the Boca de la Verita is just, I just shake my head every time I pass it and see all those people lining up. Mm-hmm. That, and when you look at a map of where that is, you might, as a tourist, think, oh, wow, look, it's right next to Circus Maximus. Yeah. Which, you know, is just a grassy field. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> so, much. Pretty much. Not much to see there yet. They're excavating it. So maybe mm-hmm. one day there will be things to see there. There are a few. There are a few things they've dug out. But yeah, it's going to take some time. It's not a destination. It's a place to get exercise. Yeah. Or you can look down at it from the Palatine Hill. That's kind of the best way. When I was there, that's where the Rolling Stones played. <laughs> is it? They did opera there this summer. Mm-hmm. So um, let me ask you. Katie, what is a weird thing that you do that no one or almost no one knows you do? A weird thing that I do? Hmm. If you can't think of anything, I will tell you mine that made me think of this. We'll do that first. This is weird. This is what I mean by a weird thing. That like you do maybe in your head. That's why nobody knows you do it. Mm. I almost like am loath to admit this because it's, I find this very weird. I don't know why I do it, but I, um, I do it at least once a day and I can't really stop myself. <laughs> Everyone's like, what? <laughs> it's really boring. It's totally boring. So don't get excited. Okay. I mentally go through my mind every single thing in my house that has been out of place during the day mm-hmm. and I mentally go through it and make sure that everything has been put back. Wow. Is that weird? It's almost a memorization exercise, but it's gotten to the point that it's, um, that it's almost a compulsion. Is this something you always did, or is this is something you did since you started like, living with other people? I think it must be a living with other people thing. I mean, I don't, by living with other people as an adult. I mean, yeah, not yeah. As a child. I don't know. I just go through, like, I mean, everything. I go through, like, every pillow, every pillowcase. I don't know why I do it. It doesn't really have a re- There's no reason to do it. I don't know why I do it. I almost want you to cut this because I'm kind of embarrassed by this. Like, I've never told a single person that I do this. I don't think it's that weird. It's kind of obsessive compulsive. Yeah. Like, but like if I go to the grocery store that day, mm-hmm. I go through every single item that I brought into my house and put away. Or if I did the laundry, I go through every single sock that I hung up mentally to see if I can remember every single thing. Interesting. It kind of makes me wish you were my roommate. <laughs> would you would you do this with let's say we you and I live together? Would you do this if I was leaving stuff around the house? Like would you put my stuff away? Uh if we lived together, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily put your I wouldn't physically go and put your stuff away. It's a mental thing. You'd make a mental note of it. <laughs> I mental a mental note of everything that's been put away and every, you know. It's I think it started because I can't I actually can't stand clutter. I don't think I'm obsessive about it, but you know, close maybe. And my husband's the same way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Probably living with him made it worse. If there's any glass on the countertop or a fork in the sink. I can't just leave it there. I have to 
put it away. But that's not the weird part. The weird part is that I have this mental tick that I have to go through every single thing. Well, I was just trying to think, what do I have that's like that? And, or not even like that. What was the question again, specifically? Something that I do? What is something that you do that no one or almost no one, so like maybe Derek knows, but like no one knows you do this? I think one of the things that pops to mind is, you know, when you're, it rains a lot here in Seattle and you know, when you're in a car and you're driving and it's raining and the raindrops are kind of skittering along the side of the glass, like on the passenger side window. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of makes these. I can't even describe it because of the way I think about it. Like trails of like droplets. Yeah, you can see the trails of droplets kind of moving. Mm -hmm. I always imagine those droplets as people escaping a fire. (laughs) Okay. And in because they they sometimes run and absorb one another. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like one droplet will hit into another one and then they'll move on. So I kind of just picture that as like, you know, a parent swooping a child up and carrying them with them. I don't know. I've just ever since I was a kid, I've always had that same <laughs> that same scenario in my head whenever I'm just sitting there watching the rain that's, go by like that. That's totally random. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally random. And that's perfect. That's a perfect answer. <laughs> As I say that, it's actually pouring rain outside right now. So, it's a good question though. You know, this is going to maybe make me segue, but when I was coming up with these questions earlier tonight, I was thinking about how I feel that we are lucky, our generation and those before us, that we, you know, we come from a time in which you had time to just look, to just stare at the droplets going down the window. Because I remember, I mean, I didn't have that same vision, but I remember staring at those droplets for ages, you know, because when you're little and you're in the car, that's what you do. There's nothing else to do. There was so much more time to just daydream, think, and play this type of game games that don't involve electronics (laughs) and games that don't really involve anything. You know, you don't even need a board or anything to play, to play this kind of game. And when we were little, I just remember with my dad, we always played verbal games, whether it was 30 questions or 20 questions or, you know, the ABC game where you look for the letters as you're driving or any number of mind games, intelligence games that were all verbal. And I just love that. And I feel like now we have so many distractions. The children do too. You know, there's some people have tablets in their cars stuck to the back seats so the kids can watch their videos in the cars, which is something I refuse to do. Yeah. My sisters and I used to, we used to have a pocket comb, Mm -hmm. like a, a round comb that came in a little case that probably had little flowers all over it. We had it for a long time. I don't know what happened to it. Probably all the prongs fell off of it or something. But we used to like strum it like a guitar and write <laughs> songs to it in the car <laughs> on long car rides. My sister right now was singing the song Penna Penna in her head right now. I just know she is. So I'm not going to sing it for you. But that was one of the many that we came up with, uh-huh. which is about a, an, a, a pen, like a writing pen that was like emotionally abused. That's what that <laughs> song was about. I think that's what it was about. Anyway. Yeah, I just, I sometimes feel like, even looking at my own kid, the, uh, the amount of toys that he has, and I mean, I, I don't think he has more than the average kid, but I just feel like, do the kids of today have the space and the time to really use their imaginations? Because there's so many toys. But isn't he using his imagination when he plays with the toys? 
For sure, for sure, for sure. He is. And he is. He does love to draw. And that's, you know, creative and everything. When my husband was a kid, he didn't actually, he had very few toys in the 80s over here. Also in the States, but over here in the 80s, it was like, get one toy on your birthday and one toy at Christmas and maybe one other random thing, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. And he said that he, and he showed it to, he, he has some of these. He used to draw soldiers, kind of like cut out dolls. He used to draw them and then he used to cut them out and he used to color them. And then he used to make swords and hats and guns and he he would have an entire army with the gun that he would put over the shoulder a whole entire army of toys that he had made out of nothing out of paper and pens and scissors that's great are we doing our children a disservice by just giving them everything that they could possibly imagine i'm glad that i uh that i grew up in the 80s and was able to have a little bit more of the sort of free range free play free time non-structured stuff that kids don't get as much of today. Yeah, me too. I'm infinitely glad that we grew up before the internet. Yeah. Oh, before the internet for sure. Oh gosh. And it's so funny when we get in the car, I often put on music on YouTube, especially if it's like a short ride. And I know there's only time to listen to like one or two songs. Oh, really? I says, put on some music, put on some music. And I'll be like, well, what do you want to hear? Any song that he can think of, I can play for him. Any song. <laughs> right. And I think about when we were kids, I mean, you had to probably listen to the radio and hope that the song you wanted to hear came on. Yes. And if you were lucky enough to have like a recorder, you could try to record it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or you would call the station. You and could call in. It. Yeah. Yeah. Our younger <laughs> listeners are like, what are you talking about? We would call in and request the song. I did that many times. Yeah. That's how I got all my favorite ones on tape. We'd call in and request it. Yeah. And it was the worst when you called in and requested something but you didn't actually know what the name of the song was because so <laughs> you often you didn't know what the name of the song was <laughs> and so you'd have to be like you know that one that's like da, 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 you know and the guy would be like uh, i think i know which one you're talking about <laughs> oh my god and then like if it was a bad enough impression he'd play that on the radio prior to playing the song <laughs> which happened to me once terribly embarrassing what about like when you couldn't figure out what they were saying in the song never i know especially like queen songs i remember the song killer queen was one of my favorite songs when i was like a teenager and i could not figure out half of the things that he was saying trying to figure it out and there was no way to figure it out until finally i found myself at a record store one day and i found the sheet music and i was like oh my god i'm gonna figure out what he says in killer queen (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah good times Ah, there's just so much more room for wonder Mm -hmm. at that time because you couldn't find things out so easily so you had to wonder about them you had to think about them yeah you just debate it with your friends nobody could just be like oh well i'll check hang on yeah exactly I loved that. I loved that. I missed that. I did too. But anyway, that was a bit of a diversion. Okay. If you had to say, just from going to like normal average middle school, high school, not college and where we get really lofty in our education, but just sort of generalized education, what do you think you learned during that period of time that you use the most regularly? What little piece of information? I can't pinpoint it to one thing. Definitely the grammar stuff. I, you know, that I learned in like high school English, I find very useful today. I had two very good English teachers. Maybe this is a better question. What's the one thing you never really learned? 
chemistry, well, and biology. I was never very good at science. I, I somehow got out of taking biology. I could never figure out chemistry. I could never figure out molecules. It was just too abstract. I just couldn't picture it. It just didn't make any sense to me. And it still doesn't. I don't know if that is an interesting answer to your question. It's an interesting answer. It wasn't a very interesting question. So <laughs> that was my bad. <laughs> um, okay, here's, this is not the one I was going to end with, but I'm going to end with this instead. So, because you made me think of it. What is one thing that you wish you had known, but like known and understood at 18? Known and understood at 18. Like, it can't just be somebody gave you a piece of advice. Mm -hmm. Some old person was like, you know, life is that the X, Y, Z. But you not only knew it, but you got it. You really got it. I would have liked to know, sort of something that's the whole mission of this show. I would have liked to know that life didn't have a particular script that you had to follow. Because I feel like, when I think back to me at 18, I felt like there were real steps that you had to take. That you had to go to college, and then you had to get married to somebody, and then you had to find a career and really latch into it or something. You know, I felt like there were just certain things that made a successful life. And I would have liked to know that successful lives can be in many different ways, that it doesn't have to be that one set routine. I would have loved to know that. And understood it. <laughs> of course. That's brilliant. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I could ask you the same thing, because that's a better question than the one I just gave you. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think I, I was lucky that my mom was a bit unconventional. So I think that I, I did not have that same feeling that you had to do, you know, you have this conventional life. Not conventional might not be the right word, but, you know, like you said, the steps, the... Standardized. Standard. I don't know if I can top that, Katie. Maybe that you should never take things personally because whatever anyone says to you or does to you, it, it, it really has nothing to do with you, which is something that I feel like I've finally got mm. now. And I, and I really almost never get offended or take things personally because I know it's just not about me. No, that's good. That's good. Look at us. We're so wise <laughs> now, aren't we, Katie? <laughs> we're so wise now because we were so unwise true, then. No, true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I guess we'll leave it there. Happy conversating, everybody. That was kind of fun. Yeah. Send us, send us the answers to these questions if you uh, have the uh, inclination, your answers. Yeah. Maybe we'll share on a future episode if we get some really interesting ones. Maybe especially to that last question of what yeah. you wish you understood at 18 is a good one. Including those of you who are 18, what do you wish that you understood? I'm not just talking over <laughs> your heads. Yeah. Send us an email you can, or a voice memo, even better. You can send it to bittersweetlife at mail.com or you can find the contact us page at thebittersweetlife.net. You can also, of course, find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just search for The Bittersweet Life Podcast. And if you don't follow us on social media, go ahead and do that while you're at it. Yeah, why not? Mm -hmm. We post some funny things. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll leave it there. And until next time, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Join us again. Bye. Thanks for all the ways you support us. Give us a good rating on iTunes, maybe five stars if you like the show. It will help other people discover that we exist. Thank you. You're the best. <laughs>